so strong and two yards to get. He's the best player on the field, and you don't give him the football. There he is. You've got a guy that's been borderline unstoppable in this part of the field. I can't believe the call. Just run the ball with Cam Obachowski and Tom Hines. What's going on, everybody? We are doing top 25 running backs. Today, we will be doing the top 12. And our last one, make sure you listen to that. We did 13 through 25. So top 12, good math right there. So we will be doing the top guys here. Unfortunately, we will have to talk about Austin Eckler. Tom Hines has reserved a 30-minute segment just for him. At least. But, yep. Yeah, we will be... be a separate episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that'll get a lot of listens. Uh, you, Austin Eckler, and, um, and the, the other three other Chargers fans. fans. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So we uh, we forgot about poor James Conner. Um, just an issue with the rankings. So we do have him. Just, just so you know. So you know where to draft James Conner. We do have him at 20. We had an issue before, so he actually did crack the, the top 12 by accident. So yeah. to start that his off, name wrong in the, uh, yeah. in the sheet. So his average, instead of being um, both of our rankings combined and then divided, it was just Cam's rating uh, divided yeah. too. So it, it jumped him into, I think, what was he, like six? Yeah, I had him I had him at 18, so it averaged him at nine. Oh, so he nine. was like right around yeah. Jonathan Taylor, I think. <laughs> just, two, just two animals going at it. <laughs> But we – so, yeah, we're starting with ETN, who we talked about in the last one. So just wanted to touch upon that at 12. So Travis ETN does make up our top 12. Sorry, James Conner. So he's number 12. But for guys that we have not talked about, we actually have a lot that are very close. Obviously, getting towards the top, you know, we have pretty much the same guys, just kind of a different order. So for 11, we have Joe Mixon tied with him at 10. We have Tony Pollard. Um, so average rank, these guys are both tied at nine for Joe Mixon. I have them at 10. You have them at eight for Tony Pollard. I have them at nine. You also have them at nine. nine. Yep. So we're pretty close on these guys. Uh, so you obviously, you have Mixon right above him. I have <laughs> Mixon right below him. Um, I guess what are... What are you thinking here? So kind of different situations. Tony Pollard looked amazing last season, and now we'll have a full workload. Joe Mixon looked terrible, except for that one game where he, what did he have, six six touchdowns, I believe? Five? Something um, gross. I don't know. He don't had set. No, that's. No, it's not seven. Never mind. Never no, mind. Sorry. Can't he be, had can't be seven. four. Four touchdowns. What did I say? Six? Damn. That was. Oh, no, he, he had a receiving. Yeah, so he, no, he had seven. He had uh, four rushing touchdowns and one receiving touchdown. Yeah. Four plus one is seven. Oh, five. Sorry. Did I say seven? Yep. You got me distracted when you said seven. <laughs> so, yeah, he had five touchdowns. That was about, I think, uh, either a quarter or a third of his points on the season. So he was very, very inefficient, but he was really the bell cow guy. You know, he he was the guy getting carries. So he had 200 carries on the year. Um, and then Tony Pollard, actually he was pretty close with, with 193 or sorry, Mixon was 210. So 
definitely felt like he was the guy carrying the ball more. Tony Pollard had Zeke out for a few games, but kind of different situations here. Like I said, Joe Mixon, maybe on the decline, Tony Pollard way, way up from being drafted as a backup last year. So talk to me how you feel about these guys. Obviously we have them right next to each other. Yeah. I put Mixon ahead just because I already know like that he can handle the full workload and I just haven't seen that from Pollard yet. Um, it's more of just like a safety thing. I think Pollard has uh, a higher potential, but just for the safety reasons, I put Mixon up top. Safe guy. Yeah, see, I'm a big safe guy. I don't, I don't like drafting uh, risky guys. So yeah. like, I, I feel like at the end, like at, at the end of the draft, I would feel safer with Mixon than I would with Pollard. So let me give you a scenario. So you have, so you draft. Let's see. I'm trying to think of someone that. So say, and I know, all right. I think these I'll are use all your, running I'll, back one uh, I'll, potentials. I'll, I'll I don't think your, anyone's going to be in our retail. I'll use your ranking. So, so say you have someone that is uh, maybe more of a risk. So say you take, I'm trying to think, Josh Jacobs yep, in the first sure. round. Yeah. Um. So he had a great season, obviously nothing against that, but as that was his best season for sure. Like, yeah, he, definitely. So, so say you have a Josh Jacobs or even a Derrick Henry, you could say with the age and, and everything like that. Would you take Mixon as a safe option or would you take Pollard with the explosiveness as he could be that guy? If you're taking a riskier guy first, would you take that safe option, do you think? Yeah, for sure. If if I got Josh Jacobs, I mean, well, we'll get to it later. But uh, obviously, with the quarterback change, it, it increases his risk drafting him. Sure. I wouldn't want to go two risky guys. I would probably go a safe guy and one risky guy. So if I started off with maybe like um, I don't know, I guess the safest option would be like if I had the first pick Eckler, and then somehow Pollard and Mixon both made it back to me on the second pick, I would probably take uh, Pollard. So you would take the shot if you – that was going to be my next match. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would take the shot if I already had a safety net. Uh, but the safety so having net them close enough together, it depends who you would – Yeah. Who you would have before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It would depend on my team at that point, um, depending who I got in the first round. Yeah. I think – I agree with what you said. Definitely mixing – like if you watched – Bengals football he didn't look good and Tony Pollard looked amazing like he was just lighting it up like these games where you know he was getting the carries he did really well he when he had 22 carries 21.8 fantasy points running for 5.2 um when he had 19 he had 14 fantasy points when he had 14 33 fantasy points like he when you gave him the ball he did really well 15 carries against Minnesota 37 fantasy points like he had so with the bye week, but three weeks in a row for fantasy, 33, 21, 37. Zeke missed some time. He then finished the year 24, 22, 14, 14, and then two. I don't really look like he sucked. I noticed you, uh, you, you skipped the 8.1 game trying to beef up the stats. Oh, I did? Yeah, week 12. Oh, no, I was just saying to to finish the season, but yeah, I guess I didn't. Oh, yeah, I know. You, a, you a went, little corrupt. <laughs> you went three, the three in a row, skipped the, corrupt, the 8.1, yeah. and said to end the season. Yeah, so he did have an 8.1 in there, but he, you know, obviously did well. This is a guy you drafted as a backup and everything. So I do slightly prefer Tony Pollard just with the upside where I feel like, I feel like Mixon is, so he finished as the RB10 
we have him as the RB11 tied with Pollard, so 10 to 11. To me, I do feel like that's what you're going to get, where I think Tony Pollard could be someone where he could maybe break into the top five just with how the Dallas runs their defense. For me, and you know, I think he also has a higher risk of you know being outside the top 15. For Mixon, I think he's going to finish you know, probably nine to 14 or so, but you're not going to get that potential top five guy. So I think what you said about kind of you, you go by the risk and reward. If you get someone who's a stud, you know, you get like a top three pick, then yeah, definitely go Pollard. But if you get someone, if you're closer to the end of that round and you want another running back, Mixon might be a safer option, but not as explosive or that high potential. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And then, I mean, also, if, like, if your league, like, if there's no, like, huge punishment for the loser, then might as well take as many gambles as possible and go for the uh, that's true. the best guys. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Don't want to have uh, a nipple piercing. No, yeah, that'd be pretty tough. <laughs> so, with number nine, and so number nine, we have Jonathan Taylor. Tied with him, we have Ramondre Stevenson. These guys, we are very different, different on. on. Yeah. So, Taylor... I have at six, you have, I got to look all the way there. You have had 10. <laughs> Ramondre, this one's very different. You, well, actually, I get just a little bit more different. You have at five, I have at 11. So that one, even bigger difference there. I guess starting with Taylor, what are your, so someone that you couldn't get enough of, um, gave him the nickname JT, which... I don't know if anyone else has done, but you know, you guys were boys that year. So two years ago, you and JT, you went way back, but you don't believe in JT anymore. Can you say no. JT live on the air as well? No, I cannot. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I guess I can't. Um, so, so the reason I'm not big on him is because like he was out like a ton of games last year with an injury and I've been kind of following along. He hasn't practiced at all. And he's a question mark to start the uh, the training camps coming up. So, mm-hmm. like, they don't even know if he's going to play in those. So, I'm a little nervous about the injury. Um, when he played, he played pretty well. I was looking through the uh, the uh, stats that he put up, and, and most of them are above 10, which is pretty good. Nothing like the first year. Well, not the first year, I guess, but two years ago when he had that, like, incredible season. Um, but, I don't know. I'm just worried he's not going to stay healthy. Mm. They're giving him the ball, like, at least 20 times a game. He started week one uh, with 31 rushing attempts. And I think that was like no joke. I think the coach said that he wasn't, he was trying to like move away from relying on him like preseason. And he's like, oh yeah, I don't want to give him the ball that much. Like I want to like kind of ease his workload and then proceeded to give him the ball 31 times. Yeah. And uh, just to, just to put a number on your, he missed a lot of games. He missed six. So he missed, what is that percentage wise? Almost a third of the season. Yeah, And it, it, he missed the last three games of the season too, which is never For- a Probably I think it was a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Not if you're Tom Hines. Austin Eckler, baby, number one. Yeah. Dude, I, everyone made fun of me for that pick. They were like, I, I think I don't think a single person told me it was a good pick. I think everyone told me it was a terrible pick. Um, I didn't tell you it was a good pick, but I had Austin Eckler ranked number one, so I just didn't want to say anything to make you feel good. Oh yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for the backup. Yeah, you're welcome. No problem. Just I didn't everyone you. else uh rip on me for picking up. No problem. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. I can't reveal my rankings. <laughs> I've already yeah, seen your rankings. I have the spreadsheet. Yeah, should have just. I should have just pulled it up when everyone was making fun of me. But like, look, I'm at the same thing. <laughs> Say that I'm an idiot too. 
Yeah, basically. Well, it worked out actually. So I guess now we're the right. smart ones now. Yeah. So he, yeah, he obviously was a PRK one. Taylor, if you drafted him, PRK 33, you know, with all those games missed, only average 12. Um, I have him. So I have him at number six. I'm just banking on the talent. I think the biggest thing for not having him top five would be how bad the offense has been. Um, I and and I think that's what's keeping other people. You know, Anthony Richardson should hopefully be better than those guys they've had. But you know, he's kind of a raw prospect. They've said where he has a lot of talent, but you know, as a quarterback, he's had trouble throwing, and you know that's that's a big issue. And you know, the the comp is like Josh Allen was someone who ran really well. They worked on his passing. Obviously, he's become an elite quarterback, but. You know, if you have trouble passing as a quarterback in the NFL, yes, he can get better. Yes, he can move with his legs. But those are things that are going to hurt Taylor, who is a good pass catcher. And obviously, if the quarterback's running, the running back is not. So I think that's the thing for me where I am hesitant just because the guys that will, you know, kind of talk about ahead of him. We know what we're going to get from the offense, but this offense was bottom five in the league last year it was terrible and then you know one year one year into the future is that really going to change a ton you know are they bottom 10 are they still bottom five you know they're not going to be a top offense we know that but I think that's the biggest risk is that offense is going to suck the only team that I've ever seen go from like having a bottom five offense to a top five offense are the Bengals and that was when uh yeah Burrow came in after like breaking his leg for his first start was it his first starter um no he played a few games he played a few games yeah and then yeah. he was just he out looked the rest good of the and everyone was like oh this guy's gonna be good yeah you could yeah. argue too i would say the uh i probably within two years not one year but the jags too the jags really yeah took it with trevor lawrence year. yeah they definitely weren't top five but they were definitely bottom five two years ago so yeah that's a good point who do the colts have now for a quarterback uh anthony richard that's what i just yeah. said no i didn't know so i, I was thinking about the backup so they have Minshew on the oh, backups wow. Oh, they no, they have Minshew. Oh, yeah, they did. No. <laughs> you want to you want to get you want to try your take one more year in a row? Maybe I think you yeah. have a much better chance. But, yeah, I think so, too. That. I think. Yeah, I think uh, Minshew has a chance to start this year. There's there's the uh, hot take. No, no, you can't say you think he has a chance. You have to right, admit he's, it. He's definitely starting this year. OK, there we go. There we go. Um. Yeah, I think uh, Jalen Hurts might be a little better than Anthony Richardson, so we'll we'll see how that goes. But thank you for inking that again. We can see if that shows up later. <laughs> I'll pull up the audio clip uh, of me saying it. So we got we got Minshew taking over for Anthony Richardson. Tom Hines is locking that in. But either way, this offense had a ton of issues last year, so I think taking a big jump is not going to happen you know will they be the same will they be worse anything's possible there Ramondre Stevenson you do know what to expect from the offense it is not great but it's not terrible um I have him at a modest 11 you have him at a five spot so you're really Mm -hmm. confident in him yeah I'm honestly surprised you had him so low he was the PRK seven last year I thought for sure he would have been in your top 10 um nope (laughs) Very matter-of-factly. Um, so, yeah, the reason I'm, I'm so big on him is his worst – well, two of his worst four weeks were weeks one and two. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of started off slow and then really just kind of kicked off after that. Um, the Patriots are have always kind of been a run-first team. 
I don't think they're going to change that. Uh, Mac Jones, no offense to any Patriots fans, not he's just not the like a pass guy. I don't know. He just he's not very good. Um, and then this hasn't happened yet, but if they got D Hop, and that's a big if, then like Ramon J is going to have like so much open space because the, the defense is going to have to focus so much on D Hop um, that he's going to. I think he's going to do a lot better. I mean, he finished PRK seven when everybody in the world knew the Patriots were running the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's pretty hard to be like a, a top 10 running back on a team or like the entire defense knows that they're going to run the ball the majority of the time. Right. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm big on him. I almost switched him and Mixon, but figured you were going to call me out. And I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> not, <laughs> not just because of what you said, but I looked at the stats and he played really well. My biggest thing Let's with go. him, I'll take the, yeah, I'll take the W. I, I am doing <laughs> that. Was my own decision though. But uh, I the the thing I do really like about him is the pass catching. Like if you watch, and I know I always say that, but I think it, I think it's different. Where if you're looking at the stats, it's one thing. But you know, if you watch the game, it's like, oh, this guy's good. This guy's good. So he's now number eight. No, he was number eight. Never mind. That didn't matter, but whatever. So it tied him for it. It remade yeah, a three way tie. That actually made it worse. Yeah, great. Thanks. But <laughs> yeah, I, I had to go with my heart there. Um, the thing with him is I know this isn't fair to Ramondre specifically, but two years ago, if you remember, great, great running back season from Damian Harris. What happened yep. last year? They barely used him. So I don't, you know. I'm I'm not super sure. I didn't look into it really closely, you know, kind of what happened there. He obviously didn't look as good. And that's clearly part of it. If you don't play as well, you're not going to get as much time on a team like this. But I am just I do feel like they have a history of just like having something that's really that seems really good, especially for fantasy. And then if it's not what's winning them games, they switch it up. And that's the only reason I'm nervous. It's like I said, not a knock. On Ramondre, I mean, this guy caught 69 pass. Wow, he almost caught 69 passes for 420 yards. What a stat that would have been. 69 for four, for 421. Damn, that would have been great. Well, what, wait. So he finished what he said 61 catches. No, 69 for 421, but he almost got 69 for 420. Oh wow! Damn, that yeah, would have spiked his draft value. But uh, yeah, so he had, he got 69 passes as a running back. That's insane. There's a lot of teams that didn't have wide receivers that caught that many passes. Did Michael Pittman catch that many passes? I doubt it. Right now. <laughs> uh, I got to look right. Wow, he's pretty far down here. It's hard to find. He didn't play that bad last year. Um, He had... Oh, what oh, the hell? Shit. He had 99 99 uh, catches, 99 catches for 925. Dude, he averaged 9.3 per catch. That is ass. And four (laughs) touchdowns on 99 receptions every 25 (laughs) catches he scored. Okay, this isn't an episode about Michael Pittman, but I just had to throw that in. Wow. Come on. I mean, it's the Colts. They didn't score that often. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) But yeah, so Ramondre, the pass catching ability is great. And like I said, watching him, they just always went to him. I was playing against him. On uh, where is this the, uh, the Thanksgiving or Christmas game? Where is it against uh, where? What? Oh, Minnesota. Here it is. Yeah. So I was playing against him in the Thanksgiving game. He had nine receptions for seventy six yards. They just kept giving it to him, giving it to him, and it it killed. Like you know, I thought you know this was 
this was going to be someone who ended with 12 points in the last few possessions. They threw it to him like five different times. So oh, I um, love the running back checkdowns in the fourth yeah. quarter. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's great if you have him. But <laughs> yeah, that, so yeah, that's like my favorite thing ever. I I just. I don't know. The Patriots just confused me for fantasy, so that's why I'm nervous. But I did move him up. He's in my top 10 right now because he he had an amazing season. And like I said, the only thing is the team that he's on that counts against him. Definitely not his skill. Yeah, for sure. And then we have – so we have some ties here. We have Nicholas Chubb, who seems to always be around this range, at number seven. And then Bijan Robinson at number six. So interestingly enough, once again, two – Totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Nick Chubb has been one of the most consistent fantasy backs for the past four years, five years. And then Bijan is an extremely hyped rookie. I know you do not love the rookies. I usually don't love the rookies, but I didn't like Brees Hall, and he was just insane. Do love Brees Hall this year, too. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm in on Bijan. I think he's in a good situation. I think the Falcons drafted pretty dumb because Tyler Algier was pretty good. And they obviously have a lot of holes on that team. But um, Nick Chubb, you have at seven. I have at eight. Bijan, I have at three. You have at 12. So huge, huge difference there. Um, Starting with Nick Chubb. So pretty consistent here. Anything special on him? I mean, he's just kind of, I, I feel like if you're looking, if you draft a wide receiver in the first round and you're looking to start, your running backs, he's a great guy to start with in, in yeah. round two. You snag him, you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, for sure. He's like one of the only running backs in a PPR format that doesn't catch passes and is still very right. successful. Yeah. Yeah, he's Not good for pretty much, uh, I'd say, a 1,000 yards and six touchdowns every single year. Last year he had 12. 1,200. Wow. Yeah, and eight touchdowns. Okay, maybe I'm being modest. 12 maybe 1200 and oh no sorry he had 1500 you're looking at the we were looking at the projections he had 1500 yards last year and 12 touchdowns no no i was just trying to say like the average season like i feel like you can count on him for probably 1208 maybe eight touchdowns yeah he's yeah it looks like he's projected nine hey honestly too 27 receptions not that bad for him two receptions a game yeah it's not good (laughs) (laughs) yeah Everyone else, I, I can almost guarantee that everyone else in this top ten list is getting more than that. But he yeah, makes but then like it. someone, someone like Derrick Henry, thirty-three receptions, four hundred yards. That you know, that's forty points right there, or seventy points. Yeah, better, better than zero. Derrick Henry is another one that they're very rare. I think. I think yeah. other than Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry, I don't think anyone on this list uh, is like a more of a rushing back. Yeah. Ken Walker kind of too. He had 27 catches and but yeah, obviously been, that's a that's a small 14, sample though. size. We don't know what his career will look like. Yeah. But uh but, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of Nick Chubb and then obviously since I have uh, Bijan outside the top 10, uh I I'm not a big fan of rookies. I I know like it's like beating a dead horse at this point. Um I also have a fun fact about him uh, for you. I don't know if you knew this, but Wow, I'm uh, excited. Tyree Kill was trying to throw hands with them at uh, one of their uh, practices. What? Yeah. He uh, so they they met so they were going to the like the group practice and they and he sat down with them. Uh, Tyreek sat down with uh, Bijan and said, "You might want to beef beef it up a little bit." When they were talking, because they said that like people get in fights all the time, so he basically told them like, "Hey, I want to like fight you at practice, dude." 
Bijan might be able to rock Tyreek Hill. I mean, like, how big is he? <laughs> like, I mean, Tyreek Hill is like 5'10. Yeah, he will. I'm pretty sure Bijan's a monster. Yeah. Like, that's the thing where, like, Hill, like, walks up behind him, like, sucker punches him, and then just sprints across the field. And <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I might take Tyreek in this. So, Bijan is 5'11, 216, which, I mean, not that that's small or anything, but 5'11, 216, Tyreek. 5'10, 191. Yeah. I mean, oh, he's, he's got, jacked, he's got 30 though. pounds on him. He's jacked, though. Who, Hill or uh, Bijan? Hill. Like, Bijan's big, but, like, Tyreek. I don't know. Damn, that's actually that's actually a pretty good fight. I'm trying to think. We'll have to we'll have to go down to Miami for their next uh, practice and and scope it out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess I mean Miami, Atlanta, they're close together. Damn, I didn't know that. That's kind of crazy. I mean, I guess yeah. that's like respect. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure to be honest. <laughs> the reason I brought it up is when I was first looking into it, I thought he said, meant like when he said like you might want to beef it up, like get bigger, because like right. I thought he was talking about that he's like undersized, and then yeah. I clicked on it, and it would, no, it was just him talking about like having fist fights in practice. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, yeah. I could see that from Tyreek Hill after he um kicked that Smacked girl in the hotel or whatever. Yeah, and then he also smacked a guy in a boat too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was recent. I don't, I don't think they finished the investigation on that one yet. But yeah, he was trying to like he... get on a boat, and they said no, and he just like smacked them and got on the boat. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. It's good that he has kids too. That's awesome. Yeah, great role model. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so I, I am thinking different with Bijan. Uh, just kind of, and you know, obviously, obviously, you never know when someone gets in into the NFL. You know how they're going to um air you know yeah. do and everything well, but i no go ahead the the last rookie that was like rated this high i feel like was saquon yeah so, like basically people are saying that this is guy is going to be like the the next saquon which i don't know if mm-hmm. i believe yeah Brees hall was lower too i know he was he lower was but just, lower. Yeah. just watching Brees hall i was like dude he is insane and it depends the situation you're in i mean this is someone so he in his last year at texas he rushed for 1580 yards. This is Texas too. This is you know a good football team. Um 18 so 6.1 per carry. Yeah. 18 touchdowns, 19 receptions, 314 yards. So the receptions actually not really anything impressive. Um so definitely I I've heard a ton of people say he's a pass catcher. I personally haven't watched a ton of college football so I couldn't say that, but 19 receptions is not super impressive. Um clearly he's a good runner, you know, 1600, 1600 yards in 12 games. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot. I was, I was going to say this, but it wasn't that much. And then I remember that he, he only played like 12 games. So I was like, Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah. So he's clearly a very good player. I think he goes to the Falcons where they're going to utilize him a lot. He's they, definitely they wasted a draft pick and then don't play him. That'd be like easily one of the dumbest coaching decisions of this year. Yeah, well, it's like it's like the Jags too when they drafted ETN. Like, obviously, he's better, and James Robinson isn't on the team. But James Robinson had a great year. Tyler Algier had a great year. He was over a thousand yards. And then they're like, "All right, what do we want? Uh, running back? Like, you—that's literally the only position you had that was good." And you know, I, I really don't understand that. Like Algier, Algier had a uh, thousand thirty-five yards and average five yards per carry. Like he had a good season, but whatever. Yeah, I'm just. I'm not sold on, on the rookies. I'll never draft a rookie as my first round pick. Yeah, I get first round pick is a little steep, but I do I do definitely like the uh I like the receiving ability on the um being the only guy. 
Like, I think that's the thing. Like, yes, this offense will probably be bad, but I think he's just going to be that feature guy. And that's hard to get. A lot of these guys are in that spot, but pretty much everyone we said in the last episode is not. So I think if you can get someone who is that guy and is not going to have competition, it's pretty unique at this point. A lot of running backs are by committee now. Yeah, well, people said the same thing about Kyle Pitts when he went to the Falcons. They were, like, talking how he was, like, the next big thing. And, like, he was going to get, like, a ton of points. And then he finishes, what, the PRK 33 last year. Missed out on one, two, three, four, five, eight games towards the end of the season. What, you don't think that's good? <laughs> no. Just saying, like, the Falcons are, like, they've already killed, like, what's supposed to be, like, the top prospects. So no, not... I know, I know, I know. Yeah. It's tough. You're not making me change my ranking on this one too. You get no, I, you get I, one. I, but yeah, so he's obviously he's a risk. So like we talked about risk reward, you take someone like Bijan, you are going to want a Nick Chubb or you know, we can talk about the wide receivers next next episode to uh to balance that out, but to get into our top 5. So top 5, number 5, Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs, yeah. Number 4 right next to him. Derrick Henry. So you have Jacobs at four. Very bullish on him. I have him at seven. I have Derrick Henry at four. You have him at six. So we're pretty close there. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? So Josh Jacobs had an amazing season, led the league in rushing. I don't think anyone saw that going into a contract year, you know, really had to prove himself and had over 1600 yards, 12 touchdowns, had some really, really big games. Um, He's obviously, I think Derrick Henry is, you know what you're going to get. The pass catching will not be there. The offense, not amazing, but, you know, made some improvements on the line. He's the featured guy on their team. You can't say the same about Josh Jacobs just because Devontae Adams is there, but obviously that opens him up for opportunities. What are your thoughts on these guys? Josh Jacobs coming off of his best season, Derrick Henry coming off of another great season, 1,500 yards, but that's kind of just what he does. That's what we've expected from him. Yeah, I think um, Derrick Henry is definitely the safer option. I have him a little bit lower because he's old and I have like just a little bit of uh, worry that he'll get injured again. Um, but as far as Josh Jacobs goes, he has a, he had a great year and I, I feel like Garoppolo is a very running back friendly quarterback. So that's why I have him up so high. But I could, like I said, I could be, this is one of the ones where it's like pretty risky. Because they they made a major offensive change. Who knows like where the mm-hmm. ball is going to go and, or who's going to get playing time. Um, but I, I just have him up there because he was so explosive last year, and I feel like Jimmy G is usually pretty good for for running backs. I know in San Fran there wasn't like kind of a standout running back while he was there. They kind of did it by committee, but some of the guys they had, even though they were splitting time two or three ways, were still startable. So if they kind of funneled that all into Jacobs, I think it might be a, a pretty good setup. Is saying Jimmy G is pretty friendly to running backs a nice way of saying he doesn't know how to throw the ball far? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it, it for sure is. He, he, well, that and he runs play action a lot, like pretty much yeah. every play. Yeah. Um, right. And then a lot of those play action plays, like he fakes the handoff and then the running back is either blocking or just immediately turns around for the ball and, and looks for it. Right. So yeah. I. I do think he'll have a lot of like pass catching opportunities. Yeah, I think Josh Jacobs is definitely the the better pass catcher. He obviously is younger. You know, Derrick Henry's getting up there, but 
really hasn't slowed down. They had the worst offensive line in the NFL last year, and he still had over 1,500 yards. He was second in rushing. So if they make improvements, I think he's fine. You know, you're probably going to get two more year, probably two more years out of him, um, depending on obviously the injury. He has only had that one big injury for his career too. So yeah, um, I do, I do like him more just because, not on a personal level, but just because <laughs> I, I do think that you know what you're going to get from him where Josh Jacobs, he's been a top 10 running back before, but like, this is Not the this best. Yeah, yeah. This is the best season of his career that he's had. And, you know, it's just realistic that he will not play as well next season. That's, you know, just kind of how that goes. But I think he is, I think he's a good pick. I like him obviously at number seven, but to me, if I'm grabbing someone, you know, this is, so we're talking running back four and five, this is a first round pick. You know, this is even pick four or five, depending on where wide receivers go. You know, you're probably taking Jefferson, maybe Chase and Cup before them. So middle of the first round, I would take Derrick Henry because I know what you're going to get. I'm betting on his talent being one of the best running backs in the NFL. I think Josh Jacobs is close, but I think his opportunity is, you know, on a more fantasy friendly offense, I guess I'll say. I don't think the Titans are great for fantasy, but Derrick Henry is. No, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I have nothing against Derrick Henry. I don't know if you know this. I uh, I may have cooked the books a little bit so that he was out of my top five. I thought you were going to say something. Oh, my. <laughs> hey, he made the top five overall, so no, it didn't I, work. Yeah. I, 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 like, I was like messing around with the rankings, trying to see where I could put him, like to pop him out of the top five. And I just – like there's no way I would have been able to justify putting him. Yeah, if you put him or, under like Joe Mixon or something. Yeah. <laughs> I did, I did play around with the numbers a little bit and I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I can't, yeah. I can't swing like talking my way out of this one. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's, he's been great for his career as a starter. Josh Jacobs, I think will, will do well. You know, we'll, we have seen that he's gone off, but it's just, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't played that, that well before in a season. And, you know, he did have, he did have a 36 point game, a 48 point game. So he's explosive. You know, you're going to get those, but, um, you know, these yeah, are he's definitely the safer option, I think. Yeah, these are guys that obviously you're you're getting in the first round, so it's minimizing risk, and it depends. It depends what you think. But um Saquon is number three for us. Top two guys, not a ton to say, obviously. I, I know we we each have them the same, but Saquon you have at three, Saquon I have at five. What are your thoughts on him for next season? I guess you know, you're banking on him being back. Obviously, he had a he had a down year after the inju- injury. He finished PRK five. He did start extremely hot towards the back end of the season. He had games of five yeah, and a half, cool, six point eight, seven, but 27, 23, 23. Um, before the bye week, the first eight weeks, he was in double digits every single week. So he had a really good season, finished PRK five, 1,300 rushing yards, 10 touchdowns, 57 receptions. So really back to what we saw before. Yeah, I so my logic for putting him here is that uh, if the Giants are going to like repeat like their like performance last season this year, like they're going to have to focus on what worked, and Saquon was like basically part of what worked. Um, I still don't have a lot of faith in uh, in Danny Dimes. I feel like he's just no offense to any Giants fans, but he's like average, I'd say, and they're paying him what forty million a year, which is yeah. bananas. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're, and we're doing this assuming, you know, Saquon, Saquon signs, signs the franchise. Yeah, he's still, right. He's still That's a Asian. good point. Yep. Yeah. So if he doesn't sign and go somewhere else, then this whole list is uh, shot basically. Same with Josh Jacobs too. He's in the same situation. Yep. Do you imagine they swapped? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think if, if the Giants are going to like continue to win, they have to focus on what works. And that was Saquon. Uh, right. Had a very good year. Did not expect him to. I think he was what, like a third round pick last year. Mm-hmm. Good value because he sucked the year before. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm a big fan of him. And I, I know you had him lower. So why do you have? So why'd you have him uh, at five? Well, I guess you had him below Derrick Henry and Bijan, which I can see. So I guess I answered my own question. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had him at five. The only reason is just nothing against him. Just kind of liking those guys better. Where yeah. he has, and I hate to just take away from someone's skill, but he has had issues with injury. Obviously, Bijan is a rookie, so that's a risk. Derrick Henry had that injury the year before, but historically he has been pretty healthy. He is an absolute mammoth of a human and Saquon's legs are no joke as well, but he has had the injuries and I mean, it's the giants. You can't be like, Oh, they're going to be as good as they were. Like you just, it's, it's hard to be confident in them. Yeah. Nothing against him though. Obviously he was, I, I don't know if he ever finishes one. I know he finishes PRK too, but he, he was a top running back, you know, several years ago. So yeah, I'm betting on the talent. I I have him at number five. I like him over Jacobs. Derrick Henry, I think you could argue just because of his pass catching ability, but yeah. I, I really like PPR him. As maybe well. in non PPR, I think Derrick Henry is for sure the uh yep. the clear choice. Yeah. And then you would even move Chubb up too, probably. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do like it's it's no disrespect to Saquon. I do really like him too, honestly. So my my three, four, and five will get into the top two, Bijan, Derrick Henry, and Saquon. I no, I kind of have to um redo this a little bit, but these are my top five guys I am super, super confident in. Then when it goes to Jonathan Taylor, Josh Jacobs, it is a little more uncertainty. So Saquon kind of finishes off that top tier of running backs for me, like guys that I know are locked and loaded, you know, very good. I guess Bijan, you could argue little little sketchy there but someone i would be excited for what what pick would you take uh Bichon at? so like so let's like if you had to pick a draft pick that you would take him as like would you take him as a first round pick or would you wait for the uh, second round yeah i would probably take him the earliest I'm trying to think probably the earliest i would take him is seven i think i would take seven okay the two guys that We'll talk about it in a second. The two guys over him, Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase. Yeah, those guys are those guys are lost. Maybe Kelsey and Tyree Kelsey. Kelsey yeah, I was, I was gonna say Kelsey, Kelsey yeah. too. Yeah. So I think I would take him at seven. Honestly, if I was looking at Derrick Henry and Bijan, though, I would probably take Derrick Henry. I mean, let's let's be honest. Well, here. yeah, but, that's just like the fan. Like, if, right. if you weren't a Titans fan, it'd be a, a yeah. different story. But I don't think I would take him before. I think seven, if I really didn't like anything on the board, I would feel good drafting him at eight, I think, because then I know I'm going to get a stud in the second round. So like yeah. I'm right there. Seven would be a stretch though. So I think most realistically, I would take him at eight just because Jefferson Cup, Chase, and Tyreek Hill, I know they're all going to be 1,200 yards plus. Bijan, I don't yeah. know. 
Yeah, you wouldn't want to take. Yeah, I wouldn't take Bijan over any of those guys either. Yeah. So should we do top two? I know I keep almost getting there. Yeah, top two is the. I mean, these two are. I feel like locks. I think anyone in their right mind would have these two guys as number one and two. But you can go ahead and uh, announce them. Take it away. I've done the other ones. Finish. Finish them okay. off with your boy. Number two, Christian McCaffrey, and uh, number one, Austin Eckler. Absolute lock. <laughs> so I guess the only thing to say here is, so I think you could argue either way. I really don't think you can. I've been, I'll be honest, this can be a Cam Obachowski guarantee. Obviously, this is preseason. I don't see how you don't have these guys as one and two. I think you could argue yeah. either way, but I really, I don't think you could make the argument. Like you said, maybe if you're not doing PPR, you could put, a Derrick Henry or Nick Chubb up there just because these guys are extremely yeah, PPR, PPR weapons. Yeah. yeah. And that's why they're so high, but I really don't see how you could rank them. Not top two. Um, it looks like, so I'm looking at ESPN. They do actually have Eckler higher. I think a lot would have McCaffrey just due to kind of his career and everything. Yeah. Why do, why do you like Eckler more than McCaffrey? I'll kind of talk about mine as well, but. Um, well, Eckler is just like he, a touchdown machine. I think, I think he's leading the league in touchdowns the past, what, two years. Mm-hmm. I think he had almost 40. Maybe it was 40. It was either 38 or 40. Uh, I'm going to go with 38 because he had 18 last year and I'm pretty sure he had 20 the year before, but we do have the internet. So yeah, keep talking. I'll look it up. <laughs> so like, it like it happens like one year a guy gets that many touchdowns it's a fluke happens two years in a row and it, it's like still a fluke still a f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah thanks man uh, i don't know i just think echo scores a lot of touchdowns the chargers offense scores a lot of touchdowns and he just gets so many catches it's ridiculous yeah it was 38 so 20 and then 18 so yeah yeah scrimmage, that's, that's scrimmage yards 15 58 16 so so eckler's last six games Oh, shoot. Wait a minute. I'm going to look at the wrong side here. His last six games, he had one, two, three, four, five, six. Six touchdowns in six games to close out the season. And he started with zero in the first three. So that could have been someone where if you drafted him early, people might have traded him. You know, people might have oh, done a package. That would have been so bad because he, yeah, he went from 11, 18, 13 to 34, 35, 24, 36. That'll then, do it. Yeah, and then McCaffrey, um, obviously one of the top running backs in the league, got traded to the Niners and just went off. I mean, he had mm-hmm. a fantastic closeout of the year. 28, 29, 25. He had like one of 13 and then right back up to 31 again. Yeah, Just he's a fantastic just, year. He's and he didn't a have guy. a bye week because he got traded. <laughs> yeah, season. right, right. So he had an extra week of, uh, of fantasy points. Yeah, he's just a guy who always – and I think – I think Eckler is knocking on the door, not completely there, but McCaffrey's a guy who threatens to have a thousand and thousand season. And yeah. I, I think Eckler I think Eckler beats McCaffrey with the touchdowns. But not with the rushing yards though. McCaffrey's right. definitely a better rusher than uh, Eckler is. Yeah, so like these are guys who are on two top I don't know. The Chargers should be better. Two top ten. Two top ten offenses, maybe top seven yeah. at the best. Yeah, I'll take but, that, I guess. But yeah, I, like the playmakers on the 49ers are absurd. You know, McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, disgusting. Yeah. Chargers they're, they're have stuck. talent, though. They do. 
I don't think it's it's not as like spread out. I guess mm-hmm. like they have Eckler, Herbert, and then I guess you could argue Keenan Allen, but he's kind of uh, on his way out. Yeah, but no, I think I think for sure McCaffrey and Eckler are like locks for one and two. No reason why you should be taking any running back over them. Right. Yeah, and you know you're probably maybe or no, definitely Jefferson, maybe Cop maybe chase if you liked him but yeah these are definitely number one and number two if you have McCaffrey one Austin Eckler two whatever but um yeah these are definitely our top guys you know very consistent for their career great pass catching so if you're in PPR there's no one that comes close to these guys I mean McCaffrey switched teams and he had 85 catches Eckler had uh, 107 (laughs) yeah he had a lot of catches Oh my! Yeah, that's a third of his points and, and just catches. I think he finished his oh a quarter, so he finished with three hundred and seventy points, and he had a hundred of those points and just like catches. Didn't even need the like even like not even including the yards. Just like he would have caught the ball and just like jumped down and uh, yeah. cut down and still finished with a hundred points in the air. Dude, Stefan Diggs had a hundred and eight. Stefan Diggs had one more reception than him. That's gross. Yeah, he wow. gets a lot of catches. Yeah. So that's that's what gets you the points in in PPR. Yeah. So yeah, very important to have that. So this rounds out our running back rankings. So top 25, this one top 12 guys we have Eckler and McCaffrey leading at the top. So we will be continuing the rankings. We're going to do wide receivers, which is extremely hard to rank, but yeah, we'll, very difficult. <laughs> we'll eventually get those. Um, I did highlight your guys from last year that you had in the top 10 that I do want to go over for that episode. I think that'll be enjoyable. Oh, God. How many mistakes did I make? Let me uh, scroll over here. Well, right now oh, I see three yep. big ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, that is tough. So that'll be enjoyable. Make sure to... Check out wide receivers will be coming out within the next few weeks. But this wraps up running backs, top 25 running backs, top 12 guys we have here. So hope you guys enjoyed the running back episode and we will be back with wide receivers soon. Thanks. I played freshman football at Delaware and uh, ended up lowered. I shouldn't say this, but you had to have a 2-0 to keep going. I had a 299. I mean a 199. My mother made me quit 